Believe it or not, I was instructed to stay in this small, in this small square. Because the last time I spoke, about two years ago, I did a sprint. I know Tim was not happy about that. <laughs> I did that as an illustration because sometimes we say where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And yet we limit ourselves because of what the world thinks. And we're concer so concerned about what other people think. But if you're really free, if you are filled with the Spirit and your heart and life is surrendered to the Lord, whew, somebody would probably say, stay in this box, okay, and we'll be good. You know, this is the safe zone. But when the Spirit of the Lord says, go, move, talk, dance, preach, lay hands, prophesy, you do it. Amen? That's not even Luke 16, guys. How many of you read Luke 16 ahead of time? Thank you. I did that because we're not going to be able to tackle the whole chapter. There's so much, so much good and amazing stuff. Luke 16, as we continue with our series. They say that this is probably one of the most difficult you know, chapter, because it's confusing that in the beginning of that part, there's this dishonest manager, and Jesus is okay with him? I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense. You know, he kind of like did something dishonest and unjust. He basically cheated on his manager, I mean, his master, and Jesus is okay with that? Hmm. I don't quite understand that. And at the end of this chapter, you see this scenario where there's a dialogue between a person, a place that you don't want to be, and he's like begging, begging. Like, can you please send somebody to tell my family that they need to believe in the Lord because I don't want them to end here. That's... That's a difficult story to hear. Is there really a place where you're tormented? And so let me paraphrase this. A master found out that one of the managers was wasting his money. He says, I found out what you're doing. I don't approve of it. You're fired. <laughs> And when this manager found out, like, oh, no, I'm going to die. I'm dead because I don't like to work and I don't like to beg. So what should I do? Oh, I have an idea. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to all these people who owes my master debt. I'm going to tell them this. He goes to one. He says, how much do you owe my master? How much do you owe my master? And this person says, I owe this master about 800 measure of oil. 
Go ahead, go ahead. Give me, give me that bill. Let me rip that up. <clears throat> okay, write down uh, 50, 50, okay? He goes to another one. He's just like, how much do you owe the master? How much? Oh, I owe the master 100 measure of wheat. Give me, give me, give me a bill. Give me a bill. Takes it, rips it up. Go sit down. Quickly, quickly. Write down uh, 800. The master finds out, and you probably think, uh-oh, <laughs> trouble, 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 trouble. No. When the master found out what this manager did, he goes like, bravo. Well done. Amazing. Incredible. Well done. You are a shrewd. That's confusing. Does that mean Jesus was approving of us being dishonest? Does that mean Jesus was approving of us cheating? No. See, the word of God will never contradict itself. God calls us to be faithful. And I believe the reason why God shared this parable is on verse 9. Go ahead. Let's all look at verse 9. And it says this, I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. God has blessed us with resources. We have it. You have it. If you're saying like, I need God to bless me. He's already blessed you with so many things, okay? And you need to be grateful and thankful for that. But here he's saying, if the world, because he compares the world, okay, the children of the world with the children of light, he says, they're wiser than we are because they're more intentional, they're more passionate in pursuing the things that would make them successful. But the children of the light, that's us, guys. God is talking to us. We have all these resources, and what are we doing with it? What are we doing with it? Oh, I'm planning my next vacation. <laughs> I'm on Amazon. I'm looking at, you know, uh, oh, I like that dress. Ooh. The problem when we have something, we want more, okay? Why? Because that's our human nature. And if we continue reading this chapter, God's going to talk about money. Oh boy, money. That's the most sensitive topic, you know, that we don't want to hear, money. And you're probably thinking, well, I have no problem with that because I have no money. <laughs> so I guess this message is not for me. But guys, when we talk about resources, we're not just talking about money. We're talking about time, talent, and treasure. Say it, time, talent, and treasure. God gave 
you that. God gave us that. And he's saying in the beginning of this chapter, what are you using that for? And he's saying, make friends. Make friends. Amen. I have a lot of friends on Facebook. Check out my Facebook. I have like 1.2K friends. That's amazing. Do they even know that you're a Christian? Do, do, you, do you share Jesus on your Facebook? Do you, even, do you even tell them about your church family? Or do you even give God praise that you prayed for a provision or you prayed for a healing? And you haven't even posted that on your Facebook because you know you're going to get canceled or thumbs down. What are we doing with our time, talent, and treasure? I remember when I was young, my, my dad says, Richie, where are you going? I'm going to a party, dad. And he's like, what kind of a party is that? Is that a Christian party? And I was very, I said, dad, Christian parties are boring. I'm going to a worldly party. Really? And he says, well, make sure that you share Jesus. I said, what? And I go like, yeah, whatever. I go to this worldly party. I come home probably like 2, 3 a.m. Surprisingly, my dad was waiting for me. <laughs> and I said, hi, Pa, what are, you, what are you doing? I've been waiting. I'm excited to hear <laughs> about this worldly party that you went to. And I go like, uh, ah, it was amazing. We dance. Okay, okay, you had a good time. But I have one question. And he asked us, did you share Jesus? I said, no. And I will never forget, this is what he said. If you're making friends, okay, and your goal is not to lead them to Jesus, then better not make friends. I don't know how many friends we have, but here I believe the word is encouraging us to make friends, not just to hang out, not just to have a good time. This summer, we're going to invite people from our neighborhood, people from our workplaces, Oh, we like them. That's why we're friends with them. And we're going to have a barbecue. We're going to have a good time. Praise God. That's, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. But if you've been praying for them to receive the Lord, and you've been praying for a long time, can I tell you something? Can I be honest with you something? It's time for you to share Jesus. Don't worry about them being offended. cannot believe that that's the time. Are we, is that really the time? All right, I want to read verse 10. One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And the one who is dishonest in very little is all this dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the righteous wealth, who will entrust you 
the true riches. If you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is, is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the other one and love the other one, or he will be devoted to another and despise the other. You cannot serve God and the money. Verse 14, the Pharisees who were lovers of money heard all these things and they ridiculed Jesus. And Jesus turned to them and said, you are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. There it is. We're talking about money. Money, money in itself is, is good. There's nothing wrong with money. If I ask you who wants money, you're going to raise your hand, right? Who needs money? Who needs money? You're going to raise your hand. But you know, if I ask you who loves money, no, I'm not going to. Because the love of money is the root of all evil, right? But when God says you can't serve money or God, he's really challenging us, do you love me or do you love something else? And like I said earlier, if you don't have money, you're probably saying like, Pastor Richie, I guess this message is not for me because I don't really have money, you know? And so I don't, I, I don't really serve two masters. Maybe you're right because you probably don't have just two masters. Maybe you have three, four, five, six, seven. Should I keep going? Maybe, maybe your master is your, your job. Maybe your master is your hobby. Maybe your master are your children. Maybe your master are your dreams. But if it's not God, he's not pleased. And when we see the word love God, okay, this is not just the kind of love like, I love you. Do you love me? Yeah, I love you too. We, don't leave me hanging, sister. Thank you. I appreciate that. It feels good. It's encouraging. Like makes you like, oh, me my day. But that is not the kind of love that God is saying. The kind of love that God is saying is, love me with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Is everything that you think about, is everything that you talk about, is everything that you dream about, is everything that you're planning, is it about me? Or is it about you? That's the other master that wasn't mentioned here. Maybe your master is yourself. And what God is, what is God saying? Do you really want to be my followers? Do you really want to be my disciples? Come follow me. And all of us are following Jesus. We're just following Jesus. You know, and he says, go lay hands on them. Oh, uh, not me, Lord. I haven't practiced a lot, so next time. Go share, go share the gospel to them. Well, can I pray about it first? Because I, I don't think this is the right time. 
I want you to bless them with a tremendous amount of money. Uh, I was saving this money for a vacation, a trip. We're always concerned about looking good in the outside, but God sees our heart. And sometimes He wants to challenge us. Do we really love God? Do we really love God? Do we really love Jesus? That's why in Matthew He says, deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow me. Love me. Don't love money. Don't love the world. Don't love yourself. Love me. It's hard, Lord. I know. That's why I gave you the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit. Say, thank you, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in us. And it's the Holy Spirit that gives us the strength and the grace to follow and obey the Lord. The last part of this um, chapter, I was asking the Lord, like, Lord, do I read this or do I paraphrase it? The Lord says, be led by the Spirit, Richie. So we already know the rich man ended up in a place of torment and anguish. Some people say that's not hell. Some people say that that's just a place of waiting until the day of judgment. They call it Hades. I don't know, but I don't want to be in that place. Because it says here, when this rich man looked up, he sees Abraham and he sees Lazarus, and he calls out, okay? Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Could you send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger on a water to cool my tongue? Is that how you read that verse? Church, is that how you read that verse? I'm going to say it again. Father Abraham, could you, could you send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger on a cool water and put it on my tongue because it's really hot here. There's like fires everywhere. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like burning hot here. Like I can't stand it. Is that how you read that, that part? Yes? yes? What, what, what can I? Can I give you a different perspective? Not even close. I think the rich man sounded more like this. Father Abraham! Father Abraham! Can you send Lazarus, please? Can you send Lazarus, please? The person of God! I don't want to hear the person of God!
It didn't end there. That conversation didn't end there. Abraham said, there's no way. There's a great chasm. No one can go there. And no one can come from there to here. There's no way. And he begs Abraham again, can you just send Lazarus, please? Can you send him back? I have brothers. I have family. I don't want them to end up here. And Abraham said, if they don't believe in Moses and the teaching of the prophets, Abraham was basically saying, if they don't believe the word of God, the teaching of the Bible, even if we send someone from the dead, it's going to be difficult for, for them to be convinced. Church, we know that someone rose from the grave. And his name is Jesus. And the same spirit who rose him from the grave is in us. Is that your prayer, church? Is that your prayer that no one would end up in hell? That no one would perish but have eternal life? Would you wait until the very end and say like, Lord, 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 could you save, save my family? Can you save my friends? Can you save them, please? God heard you, but you're not hearing him. He's saying, stop loving your money. Stop loving yourself, okay? Love me with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and go. Share my love to them. Share the gospel to them. Make friends. Use everything that you got to convince them that I love them too. My dad was a general manager of Coca-Cola, when he uh, retired, all his retirement went to build a church in the Philippines. And my mom was not happy with that. <laughs> no, he, she was not happy with that. Quite frankly, she did not understand that. Because I remember growing up, we didn't go on a lot of vacations, you know, um, I wish we, we had. But all his retirement went to build that church. And until this day, that building is still there. And people come together, worship Jesus. The gospel is being preached. And people are being saved. I was talking to my mom maybe a month ago. She says, did your brother tell you about this pastor who he met sometime last year? 
I said, what are you talking about, Mom? Well, your brother was on a uh, speaking engagement. He went to a certain church. And this past pastor came up to him and says, you don't know me, but I know your father. And my brother says, I'm sorry, I, I don't know you. And um, he introduced himself. He says, are you the son of Roli Kayabiab? And my brother says, yes. Yes, that's my, that's my dad. And this pastor starts crying. And he says, I heard about your dad going home to be with the Lord in 1999. I never even got the chance to thank him again. And my brother says, what, what, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? And he says, I was dying in a hospital and my family and I didn't have money for a heart surgery, a triple bypass surgery. And your dad came and paid all the expenses. And your dad never asked for anything in return. That's why I'm still here. That's why I'm still able to serve the Lord. Church, we've never heard of this story. <laughs> when my mom was telling me this, we were both crying. And I said, Ma, how come you never heard of this story? How come OG, my brother, is just telling us this now? My mother says, maybe your dad was wise enough not to tell us during that time because we will never understand. But now we do, and we give God all the glory, the honor, and the praise. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, and this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We want to say, Invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.